Welcome to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. Listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and you can find us at our website at thepreacherscorner.net, on Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG at the.preacherscorner. Hallelujah. Nobody like our God. Hallelujah. We're just going to love on God a little bit. Is that all right? Hallelujah. The words will be on the screen, so don't y'all act like y'all don't know the words. Amen. We just going to set the atmosphere just a, a step further. Hallelujah. Fall on me. Come on, say anointing. Anointing. All on Anointing fall on me at the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me anointing fall on me. Come on, God wanna do something in here, y'all. Come on, say it. Come on. Anoint. Let your anointing fall. Come on, I can hear y'all. Raise it up. Come on, anointing. Lord, fall fresh on us in this house, Lord. Yes, let the power, the Holy Ghost, fall. the song gonna say you ain't gotta learn no other words come on raise it up come on anointing fall fresh on me Jesus yes let the power the Holy Ghost fall fresh on me feeling that thing ain't it come on you gotta feel it that's what it's about you asking God think about what you're saying anointing fall on me and then you're saying let the power of the Holy Ghost
congregation, y'all. Come on. Fall along me. It ought to be a praise lifted up right there. Come on. We just ask the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost to fall on us. Hallelujah. Fall on us in this house, God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Anointing fall on me. Hallelujah. If you would, grab your Bibles. Matter of fact, don't grab your Bible. Grab your phone. I know that a lot of people don't have an amplified. If you have an amplified version, you can look at your Bible. Go with me to the book of Romans 1. Hallelujah. When you get it, say amen. Amplified. Romans 1. The Amplified. We're going to do a lot of scripture searching today. Hallelujah. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come. Help it, y'all. Let the power of the Holy Ghost. You get it? Say amen. Amen. Romans 1. We're going to read one through four. You got the Amplified Version? Amen. And it reads, Paul, a bond servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, special messenger, personal, a personally chosen representative. That's what it says in quotation. Set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the sacred scriptures. His son, who, as to the flesh, was born a descendant of David to fulfill the covenant promises, and as to his divine nature, number four is our point, according to the spirit of holiness, was openly designated to be the son of God with power. In a triumphant and miraculous way, by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Number four says, and as to his divine nature, according to the spirit of holiness. What spirit of holiness was openly des designated to be the son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Before you take your seat, amen, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to declare my title in this house, amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for what's already taking place. God, we ask that you bless the preach word. God, send it out to accomplish what you would have it 
to accomplish in this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Look them dead square in the eye. Hallelujah. I hope you're looking at somebody that feel like talking this morning. And tell them, neighbor, stop playing with God. And then look at somebody else and tell them, neighbor, come out of your mess. Come on, God told me, stop playing with God and come out of your mess. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Told y'all, this ain't been no easy win for me either. God said, it's time to stop playing with me and come out of your mess. As a leader, a preacher, or a teacher of the gospel, it is our assignment to preach a word that will not necessarily excite you. I'm going to say that again. As a leader, a preacher, or a teacher of the gospel, it is our assignment to preach a word that will not necessarily excite you, but cause you to think and, it's, and at some point begin transformation in your life. The main goal or end result is heaven. We all say we want to go to heaven, but there is a way to prepare before you see heaven. And that's where the, 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 the divide comes. Amen. Because we have a hard time living up to the expectations of God to get to heaven. Amen. So, I'm not going to preach to excite you. Now, if you get excited, that's going to make me feel good because that means your mind is in the right place. If you get angry, I'm going to tell you why when I get done. And for the record, I do want to clarify something because we, we were talking after church uh, a couple of Sundays ago. It might have been last Sunday, and somebody uh, made a statement. Somebody was saying that Brother Waylon got smart lips, and we know he do. And so we was trying to figure out where he got them from, and I said, his daddy. And everybody said, oh. Lady got that from you. And so uh, I was given an example by one of the lovelies here, and she told me, You do, you first lady, you be talking smart. <laughs> she said, You tell us when you preach it, y'all ain't gonna like it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I do want to clarify something because when I preach, I'm very intentional and I'm very, um, I'm, I'm for real about what I'm saying. I believe it wholeheartedly. Amen. And so when I, when I say that, I don't say that to be ugly to you. I'm saying you're not going to like it because I didn't like it. Amen? I just wanted to clarify because I'm not saying, oh, you ain't going to like this like you don't have nothing. I got it all. Trust me, I am the husband man, the first partaker of the fruit. Amen? So what I mean when I say that is you're not going to like this, sis. You ain't going to like this, bro. I didn't like it either, but I got to eat it just like you do. Amen? If we mean to see Jesus. Amen, amen. I just wanted to get that disclaimer out the way because I might say it. I'm not sure. I might say it. Y'all know how I am. Lord have mercy. So, but he told me that the, our end result is that we all want to go to heaven. But while we still have an opportunity, we should, we should, leaders, should be making disciples that in turn go out and bring in new converts and so on and so forth. Oftentimes, you know, because of the way we preach, and other people don't preach this way. We preach Jesus. Amen. We preach that there is a standard of holiness that we have been called to live. Amen. There is no in-between. It's either right or wrong. It's yes or no. Ain't no. When people tell you maybe, you don't count on them. 
You want to hear a yes or a no. You want to say I'm hot or I'm cold. Ain't no such thing as in between. Amen. So when it comes to the gospel, there is no in between. But there's a lot of leaders who preach like there is an in between. Amen. I'm just being honest today. So God said that if people understood why we preach the way we do, then they will go out and bring in new converts instead of telling people, oh, you might not be able to sit at my church. Give them an opportunity. Because what people should do is come in to hear a word, not to be entertained. Amen? I ain't putting on no show. This is real. We fighting for our life, you and me. Amen? So the way this world is headed, it's time for us to stop spinning our wheels. We should see the manifestation of growth in the house of God. Instead, it gets thinner and thinner by the week. Amen? Amen. And I'm not talking about numbers, but our inside. Amen. Each of us inside ought to experience the manifestation of growth in the house of God. It's time for the church, the body of Christ, to understand the weight of what God has called us in here to accomplish in our lives. It's time to understand the weight that's been placed upon us. No, it's not easy. But he said, my way is light. My burden is light. My, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Meaning he understand the weight. But you got to understand the weight of what God has for us to accomplish in this life. Amen. Not just attending to say that you came. Amen. Not just coming because you think that's what we want you to do. Amen. This modern day church, amen, has moved to a position of I'm doing the best I can. Amen. I hear so many people saying, I'm doing the best I can. I love God and he know I love him. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying. God knows my heart. I'm sick of the excuses. Amen. I'm sick of the excuses. But the modern day church has moved to a position of I'm doing the best I can. But if the word of God is truth and the power of God still exists, we should, have, we should be past the I'm doing the best I can phase. Lord Jesus, there is a people that God is calling for in this end time. Amen. We're under the hand of judgment as we speak. And a lot of things have been going on in the body of Christ that is about to cease. Amen. Things folks been getting away with is about to be exposed because whether you want to hear it or not, God is on his way back. Amen. And it's time for those who are determined to see heaven to get your house in order. Turn and tell your neighbor, it's time to get your house in order. Your mind, your soul, and your spirit, amen. It's time for us to prepare our hearts, amen, to be in right standing with God so that we can go out and be effective witnesses, amen. But first, we got to get our spirit right. Lord have mercy. Deliver me from folks that want to go out on the corners and do a, and go out and preach revivals and do other things and witness to other people and you ain't even got your spirit right. You ain't got yourself together. But want to go out and preach to somebody else. And what you going to do when you preach to them? Because when we went out on, on the, the, the knocking of the doors, baby, we met some demons that couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to act up on us. Couldn't wait to laugh at us and mock us. 
That devil ain't playing no more, y'all. He done up the ante. Amen. So look at uh, the word in Romans 1 and 4, amen, that we were reading. Amen. 4 says, and as to his divine nature, according to the spirit of holiness, was openly designated to be the son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The scripture says the divine nature of God is the spirit of holiness. Amen. It is a spirit. What did it say? It was a what? It's a spirit. And maybe that's why we can't accomplish this thing because we keep trying to accomplish this as a duty and not as a spirit. I'm going to say that again. This is why we keep failing as Christians because we keep trying to fulfill our Christian uh, lifestyle like it's a duty to fulfill. Like it's on your to-do list. I prayed, check. I fasted, check. I went to church Sunday, check. I read my Bible, check. Like it's a duty instead of treating this as a spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus. We preach and teach information on how to live right. But God got me right on together. He said it's time out for teaching information on how to live right. Amen. He said the problem is that we don't have the spirit to live right. We can't preach you and teach you information on how to live right. I can give you 50, 100 principles on how to live holy. You can mimic them because you read them. You can treat them as a duty as we've been doing. But when it do not become a part of your spirit, we got a problem, Houston. Lord have mercy. He said, we preach and teach information on how to live right. But the problem is that we don't have the spirit to live right. And when you don't have the spirit to live right, you don't have the power and the authority that comes along with it. Oh, Lord. And we wonder why we can't get a prayer through when we ain't at church. Lord, have mercy. He said, you can't bind the hand of the devil without the power and authority of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Holiness is not just there for you to live right. Amen. But the power belt is also there for you to have power. Amen. For the rest of 2022. Amen. In 2023, you're going to need power. Amen. To rebuke the devils that have been released on in this land. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor. Tell them in 2022 and 2023, you're going to need power. It's more than lip service. It's more than lip service. Hallelujah. He, God said for the rest of this year, the, for the things that are about to come up on us, he said you're going to need power to rebuke the devil. I'm going to tell you why in just a second. See, what people fail to realize is the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, and I hate to be the barrier of bad news, but there has been a demonic force. There has been demonic forces released on the earth that you can't pat on the back and send home. Amen, church. We need power. God said there have been demons released on this earth that you can't pat and send home. Lord, have mercy. The churches have been patting folks on the back and sending them back on their merry way. Lord have mercy. Not dealing with what's dealing with them. Lord. He said the church has lost its way. We have gotten used to chasing houses and cars, prosperity, money, and popularity. We want titles and we want everybody to love us. Amen. He said, and they are completely deceived about what's coming upon them. We have gotten so caught up 
in this one way where we think that if you ain't been in a good church service, if you ain't heard nobody prophesy you get in the house in 2024, you can get a house in 2024. That's two years from now. If you work and pay your bills and keep your credit good, you can get a house. That ain't got to be prophesied. You can get a new car. Pray to know. That's nothing that needs to be prophesied in this hour with the way things are going in this land. I don't want nobody coming to me talking about money coming. When our souls are dying and going to hell. Lord Jesus, he said the church has lost its way. We didn't gotten away from what church is supposed to be, amen? But God wants us to be ready. Somebody say how. I'm glad you asked. Amen. God wants us to be ready in power, ready in authority. He wants us to be able to declare to the devil today, I don't care what's coming. I don't care what they're saying on the news. I don't care about the floods and the fires. I don't care about the demonic forces that's been released on the land. I have power down on the inside of me to put the devil under my feet. The only way you can say that is if you got power. Lord have mercy. He said he wants us to be ready and have power. Amen. People don't want God's divine nature. It said he had a divine nature in that fourth verse. Amen. He said folks come to church to feel better. Folks come to church to, to get some relief from what they're going through. You know, folks, I done heard people say that. I'm going to church because child just been down in the dumps all week. That should not be your reason for coming to church. He said, we come to church, some folks come to church to feel better. Some folks come to get a band-aid. And some people come just to say, I done my religious deed for the week. But God wants to take us past that. Amen. It's time for us to stop jumping and shouting until we have an experience with God to where something down on the inside and I barely know who God is. What you jumping and shouting for when you don't have to know who God is on the inside? the same folks that's jumping and shouting at these altars going home blowing their brains out Lord have mercy I say we gotta stop that jumping and shouting Can we have a real experience with him amen I don't come to church out of duty I don't even come to church because I don't come to church because I have to come amen I come to church amen because my spirit knows who God is to me Amen. I come to church because I love him and I know that he first loved me. Amen. That's the issue. We don't love God like we say we do. I'm going to help you with it right now. Amen. I'm human just like you, but I ain't going to get mad and cuss nobody out. You know why? Because I love him. I ain't going to get high and go back out on the streets like I used to do. You know why? Because I love him. I'm not going to creep with another man and I know I got pastor laying in the bed waiting for me to get home at night. Why? Because I love him. I'm grown just like y'all. I got two eyes. I see other men. They walk past me in Walmart and smell good. And they be fine too. I'm saved. I ain't blind. But I love God. That's why I don't do that. Amen. We do what we do for people because we love them. Oh, Lord, I'm going to help y'all real good. We stay in relationships that are no good for us. 
that joker be going upside your head and down the other side. We know he ain't no good, but we stay because why? We love him. Lord, have mercy. You sacrifice for people you love, but what about God? We don't sacrifice nothing for God, but we say we love him. We come to church four times a month. We don't, we stop having Bible study. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to help somebody. We stop having Bible study because Bible study got real thin, got down to me and pastor others. Amen. So we start having church four times a month. Please tell me why the church ain't packed. You're not obligated to come Wednesday. We only come four times a month. You work five days a week and you don't miss. Tell me who you really love. Oh, I came to make you think today. <laughs> yeah. Every time God tells us what he requires from us, we get mad and complain. But listen to this. Let's go to 2 Peter. Got another scripture for you. 2 Peter 1. Look in the Amplified. Get it on your phone. 2 Peter 1 Amplified version. You have it say amen. Amen. I'm going to start on the third verse. Now this is like it's, it's starting where we left off in Romans 1 and 4, don't it? It says, for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary. That's why I wanted y'all to look at it with me. For a dynamic spiritual life and godliness. We're going to read that again together, saints. Come on. For his divine power has bestowed on us. What? Absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. We're going to stop right there. Lord, have mercy. Now hold up. See, this is going to help somebody. This is going to help the body of Christ today to realize whether or not you've saved or not. If you've just been moved or touched. Amen. It's time to know if you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind or not. Amen. Did God come into your life or did you just get a touch in service one Sunday? Lord, have mercy. God told me, amen, and when I read that scripture, I said, Lord, now don't you tell me, because I ain't never read that before, Jesus. He said, ask, did I come into your life, or is the presence of God upon your life? Listen to this very carefully, how God gave this to me, because there's a difference. If you operate in the presence of God upon your life, you can walk right from under it. I'm going to say it again. Let me back up. Let's rewind. It's the presence of God upon your life. Because there's a difference. If you operate in the presence of God upon your life, that means you can walk right from under it. 
on your life. Right? You can walk up under it. Walk from up under it. But when the power of God is in your life, when you want to walk away, you can't. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I lost y'all right there. I'm not listening to no more excuses as to why folks can't live holy. You might as well get your feelings off your shoulder. Today going to be the last day. That, well, the last time I preached was the last time I preached faith and how much God loves us. Y'all already know that because you're still alive in your mess. Am I right about it? Now, I'm going to have to preach what God give me to preach. I can't keep telling you about faith. You ought to have faith by now. You ought to know who God is by now. Amen? We got to know what's on the inside of us now. He said when the power of God is in your life, when you want to walk off, you can't. Amen? So, we're we making a de declaration between all of us today. I'm not listening to no more excuses as to why you can't live holy, why you can't live safe. I ain't listening to no, but you know it's hard. I ain't listening to that. You might as well get your feelings off your shoulder and don't call me. Because Peter, 2 Peter said, he, I'm going to go back and read it so y'all don't say I'm making it up. That's why I got y'all reading with me. It say, his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary. Everything necessary. Absolutely everything necessary. Everything, ne I'm going to help you today. Everything necessary for a dynamic, not just for a spiritual life. He said for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness. He has given us everything we need to live holy. Hey, ain't that something? Lord have mercy. He said true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Lord have mercy. Fourth verse say for by these he has bestowed on us. Other versions say in us. His precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value so that by them you may escape immoral from the immoral freedom. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Lord, have mercy. You mean to tell me that when that power came on the inside of us for the people that say that they're saved when that power came in it equipped me with everything I needed to live godly and I'm talking about I'm struggling to live safe I'm talking about I'm struggling to read my Bible I know this ain't popular it's okay because I ain't really preaching to y'all in here I'm talking to the people on the on the internet today because I think somebody want to be saved for real Lord have mercy he said he gave us everything we need guess what Unless it didn't come in. Unless it didn't come in. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all ain't going to be real today. He said he gave us everything we need when the power came in us. Unless it didn't come in. Lord. <laughs> My job today, I'm going to let y'all know, is to make sure that you're sure. I think some of these leaders forgot that it's their job to make sure that before somebody, somebody say, before. Before you close your eyes and take your last breath, that you knew everything you needed to know. Amen. The leaders have forgotten.
that it is their duty, amen, to let you know everything you need to know to make it into the kingdom, that you are fully equipped because the blood will be required on their hand. So instead of making a name for ourselves in the pulpit, I'm talking to the leaders now, instead of making a name for ourselves, instead of preaching feel-good sermons, instead of hosting all these conferences and ain't nobody being saved, set free and delivered, amen, you're just making a name for your church instead of getting up there and trying to look good and putting on all this jewelry and doing things you ain't got no business behind closed doors instead of hiring the best musicians, instead of having sad services after service, instead of having the best praise team, I ain't done yet, instead of wearing our tailored suits and our big old shiny hats with our matching purses and shoes, it ought to be a pastor somewhere that care about your soul. It's time to focus on what's important. And that is the things that concern our God. Do y'all really think God care about your tailored suit? As long as you look like you got some sense when you come to the house of God. You don't care if you got on a, a, a tailor-made suit. I don't care nothing about that. He said it's time out for playing church. So he said in that fourth verse, of 2 Peter, go back and look at it. He said that he make a way of escape. I'm going to pull it up on my phone. I can keep up with y'all. That fourth verse, he said, For by these he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value. Can't even put a number to it, to the, the promises that he's made us. So that by them you may escape. Escape what? immoral freedom right wait a minute let's pull over right there he said he gave us the promise made the promise that we'll be able to escape the immoral freedom that's in the world because of fleshly desires you know why he's telling us that because time is winding up and it takes us saved folk too long to come out of our mess this is the first time that I've ever witnessed this. I grew up in church, and when folks got saved next week, they looked different, amen? They looked like they had took a bath when they came off the altar. Somebody ought to say amen. If you can't say amen, just say, I hear you, first lady. We don't look like that no more. Because the word ain't being preached like that no more. It said they will escape in flight, meaning in a hurry. But God said it's taking stay folk too long to come out of their mess. He said it's taking us too long to say no to certain things. So either my Bible is wrong or somebody been lying about being saved. <laughs> mm. Either my Bible is wrong or we got a bunch of liars sitting in the church. Listen. He said, it's taken some of us way too long to let it go. It's taken some of us way too long to put it down. Lord, have mercy. The scripture says, when the power of God comes in your belly, and it is the divine nature of God, it causes you to escape by flight. That means you come out of your mess in a hurry. Look at your neighbor and tell him if you ain't out, it's because you don't want to come out. 
Mm-hmm. It ain't talking about, you know, you don't, you don't come to church and get saved and stay in your stuff, amen, five and six years. If you ain't out by now, it's because you don't want to come out, baby. Let's just be real. You like what you're doing. It feel good to you. You like the way it smells. You like the way it look. You don't want to come out. That's why it ain't done yet. But God said, oh, he said, when it hits your belly, though, Lord, have mercy. You will know the difference. Amen. Folks ain't delivered. Amen. Because they got a wavering spirit. And that power ain't never hit your belly. I know it's tight, but it's right. But in this hour we live in, we can't afford to just be another church, y'all. I'm tired of just being another church in Crowley. How many tired of just being another church? Maybe y'all don't care the way I do, but I'm tired of just being another church when I know that there's something greater that we should be doing. Amen. We shouldn't just be possessing this building at 118 South Texas. Everybody in Crowley ought to know what we are here doing. You mean to tell me in 11 years we still at the same number of people? That's because the folks we got ain't saved. And because you're not saved, you don't know how to go out and get folks saved and bring them back. That's what God said. I know, I know. Don't get mad at me, please. I got a long way to go. Hold on. I know it's tight, but it's right. In this time we live in, we can't afford to just be another church, y'all. Look at your neighbor and say, we can't afford to just be another church. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to tell you what behooves me. It bamboozles me every day. Our church is called a house of deliverance. <laughs> Our church is a house of deliverance. I'm going to say that again. Our church is named house of deliverance. Oh, I don't think y'all get it yet. Our church is called a house of deliverance. Look around. Tell me who's been delivered. i wait. I ain't going to look. Our church is called House of Deliverance. We're supposed to be a church of power. If we not, we might as well close down. If we're going to be like the church down the street, we might as well shut the doors. God is not looking for another nice building. He's just not. God is not looking for another online ministry not. He's not looking for just any other group of people. He's not. He's looking for people that know who they are and know who he is inside of them. People that know that they've been bought with a price. Lord Jesus, y'all didn't say amen so you don't know that you've been bought with a price. He wanted, he want people that want to be washed in the blood and pur- purged from all unrighteousness. He's looking for people that want to live holy for real. Look at your neighbor and ask him, do you really want to live holy for real? Are you one of them people she was talking about spinning your wheels? Uh And to think, this is what really got me. Folk think that what's going on in these churches is real. Because they're running down to the altar and jumping and shouting. Lord, have y'all witnessed that yet? I don't know if y'all know this, but something is wrong with the church. It's nothing like it used to be, is it, Sister Mia? Church ain't like it was when we grew up, is it? 
Not in our time. We were y'all age and younger. Church ain't what it used to be. Something is missing. And God said what is missing is that we don't have power like they had back then. I'm not talking about power to preach, but power to, to preach, not just power to preach, but manifestation of the power of God through demonstration. We don't even have freedom to preach no more because this new modern church got your handcuffed by their feelings. Folks scared to preach like this in their churches. Because the folks look at them crazy and they handcuffed by how you feel. You got to worry about where you're going to die and spend eternity. That's what I'm worried about. You can get mad at me today if you want to. You'll be all right next week. You'll come back and I'll love on you and you'll love on me back. Guess what? But you can be mad and frowned up and have rocks in your jaws today. But know that I want to know where you're going to end up when you die. I could just say whatever you want to hear. Amen. And get your tithes and your offering. And I can get my nails done and my hair done. I ain't got my hair done in probably over two years. Because what I want y'all to understand is I'm not worried about a hairdo. I'm worried about where I'm going to reside when I close my eyes and take my last breath. I can get nails in hell like everybody, all the other first ladies. And I ain't knocking them. They can do what they do. But as for me and my house, <laughs> the Bible said lay aside every sin and the weight. That's a weight. Lord Jesus. I said we don't have the power of God through demonstration. And we don't have freedom because we handcuffed by your feelings. But it's time for the true men and women of God that have been called to preach the word of God to do exactly what God has called you to do. God said we got a charge to keep and a God to glorify. He said to be instant in season and out of season. Amen. And I made a vow to God and I don't care what nobody think about it. I ain't going back. Amen. You might as well get ready because I'm going to continue preaching holiness. I don't care who don't like it. I'm going to continue preaching righteousness. I don't care who don't like it. I'm going to continue preaching about freedom and repentance. I don't care who don't like it. And I'm sure going to preach deliverance because it's needed in order to make it into the kingdom of heaven. I don't care who don't like it. Amen. God told me, he said, because somebody needs to know that God still has our power. He said, what kind of power? Power to save, set free, and deliver. He got power to keep you if you want to be kept. He said, it's time for the preachers, amen, to stop preaching this watered-down gospel and sugarcoating the word to fit people's feelings, amen, and to fit their tithes and offering. That's not what saved me. When, when I was out in the world and I was on dope, when I walked into that church Bible study night, it wasn't no watered-down message that got me out of my mess it was because the man or the woman of God preached the unadulterated gospel and they preached it with power authority and anointing they preached it with such conviction that it caused me to change if you don't hear a word that called you to change why are you still sitting at your church Lord Jesus there wasn't no patty caking going on 
It was the man and woman of God getting in my face telling me, like I'm telling you this morning, you only got two options. Ain't no in-between. I know that somebody told us a lie a long time ago that when you die, you're going to go to purgatory. I beg to differ. Let me tell you what the Bible say. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That don't necessarily mean you made it to heaven, but you're going to stand before the Lord in judgment. After you judge, you're going to the lake of fire if your life ain't right, or you're going to walk into those pearly gates, amen, and hear God say, well done, that good and faithful servant. But a man and woman of God told me, like I'm telling y'all this morning, you got two options. It's heaven or hell. They didn't tell me nothing different. They told me, do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? This ain't hell hasn't lost itself. You know why? Because folks think hell ain't real. Lord Jesus. The Bible say hell enlarges itself, y'all. If hell enlarges itself, that means folks that's in the church going to. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I know there are some people that swear up and down they're going to heaven. Church. God told me. Last time I preached and I was standing up here and I was sick. A lot of people going to go to hell from the church. Folks don't have their mind made up. They talk a good talk, but their mind made, ain't made up. Amen. They would tell us back in the day, honey, stop playing with God. My mama used to say it like this. Everybody in here that know my mother can attest. She used to say, honey, come clean or stay away nasty. But she knew we wasn't doing right. She would tell me, uh-uh, baby, you can't sing this morning on the praise team. Just have a seat. We ain't told her nothing. She don't know if somebody spent the night with me. I'm grown. I'm at my own house. But I walked in and my spirit didn't line up with hers. Oh, oh, God. And she would come over there and touch me on the shoulder. Baby. This morning, baby, I'm gonna love you. Have a seat this morning. We ain't gonna do praise. Am I lying? Am I lying, Sister Still, Sister Brittany, Brother Whaler? Have a seat, baby. This morning, we're gonna, we gonna worship. We're gonna worship a little different. And I be the messed up. That's what's so crazy. Because people think you can fool the men and women of God, but you cannot. Lord, have mercy. Just ain't got a nickel worth of nothing. Folk ought to be tired of playing the guessing game in church. Y'all know what I mean about that. Trying to separate the real from the fake. People are joining churches. They get in there and trust me. Now, let me see. Is it, I wonder if she saved for real. Then you, get, you become friends with her, and she twerking harder than Megan Thee Stallion. Y'all know that's hard. <laughs> You're doing it harder than Megan Thee Stallion. Getting it in. But you thought she was a prayer warrior because she was on the intercessor team. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real for you today. But somebody think folks are saved and they don't be saved. Lord have mercy. People ought to get tired of playing that game. Trying to figure out and separate the real from the fake. We don't have time for that. Amen. Tomorrow is already August the 1st. This year is almost gone. Then what? I'm not about to play games with nobody. For another year. Amen. People should be walking in these churches being saved and set free, not playing the guessing game, trying to figure out who really and who ain't, not leaving out the same way that they came. My God, do me a favor. Tell your neighbor, stop playing with God and come out of your mess. A couple of months back, I looked up and down my timeline on the day of Pentecost. We all celebrated the Pentecost Sunday. I wanted to see what everybody else's church was doing. 
and what they were saying, you know, what folks were going to say about their service. And it was just like I thought, you know. Majority of the post said, woo, God moved in our service today. He showed up and showed out. God did a thing. It was a move. What can I say? The Lord did a thing in this house. I mean, it was just so many, you know, and all these emojis and exclamation points. They, you know, and then the majority of the post said, you know, pastor really did preach. He got down. I, I ain't never heard pastor preach like that. Or it was the infamous video showing the footwork at the altar. I didn't read nowhere on my timeline that souls were saved. On Pentecost Sunday now. I didn't read nowhere that people joined churches on Pentecost Sunday. I didn't read that nobody was filled with the Holy Ghost. Yet we keep talking about an Acts 2 experience. Baby, let me help you. We don't have an Acts 2 mindset. Oh, Lord, brother, well, I'm just, baby, you know your mama tell it like it to you, huh? We don't have a, we don't have an extra mindset in the church. We don't have the same fire. A lot of these churches operating under, what was it, Sister Tiff? Strange fire. God told me and Sister Tiff that in prayer, on our prayer call. God said people are operating under strange fire. That's why people are not getting delivered. Listen to this. We don't have the same fire that they had in X2. We don't have the same prayer life that they had in X2. Baby, God forbid I say this last one. Don't y'all throw nothing up here. I'm glad y'all ain't got nothing in y'all hand. But we sure ain't on one accord and like-minded. Ah! Lord Jesus. We sure ain't on one accord. Ooh. On the day of Pentecost, they demonstrated the power, then directed the people to the power source. Today, we just preached about the power without demonstration. But it's time for us to move to preaching the power into full demonstration. Let me tell you what I mean by that. See, some folks get together. Because me and Pastor, we can, we can tell, I can tell you from experience. I ain't telling you what I thought. Me and Pastor was at a prayer meet one time. Folks turned the lights off. It got real dim and I got nervous. And I, they said, close your eyes. Don't y'all be looking at nobody. And I'm the only one looking. So I know he's talking to me. I didn't. I kept looking. Close your eyes, y'all. I looked around. I said, "Ain't nobody eyes open but mine." That's what I'm thinking to myself. I said, "I can't, cause see, when it's dark, I'm. I don't understand why the light got to be in the dark." Come on, somebody. We ain't at no party. This ain't no rave. Ain't nothing to jump out and get us, is it? Guess what happened though? He told everybody. Now, why you got your eyes closed? Speak in your own language. Ain't nobody got hands laid on them. Didn't nobody get delivered. Didn't nobody cry out. He said, just drive from our seats to the pulpit. He said, just start speaking in your language. And it was a bunch of jibber-jabber, strange fire. Just because folks speak in tongues don't mean they got it. Unless somebody can interpret it, it ain't real. Because in the Bible it says that while the Holy Ghost was given, first of all, for us, for intercession, so that you can make, uh, uh, it's for prayer for you and God. For your spirit to talk to God's spirit. Right? But if you speak a tongue over the pulpit, there should be an interpreter. There is no way you should be speaking in tongue and can't nobody tell you what you said on the other side of the room. Lord Jesus. 
I don't even care if it's the person that's speaking the tongue. They ought to be able to interpret it. Am I right about it? But these folks are speaking in tongues, so people are thinking that they got something that they don't have. But it's time for us, for the church, to change its posture. Because we just can't be another church. Amen. In order to have power, we got to have an identification. Somebody say identification. We got to stand out from the other church's house of deliverance. We have heard time and time again other people come in this place and prophesy that we all ought to be prayer warriors. As we should, because we are the house of deliverance. We ought to all be able to get on this altar and pray folks through. But we ain't ready. And most of us been here at least five years and up. And we still ain't ready. But God said it's time for us to change our posture. Because we got to have an identification. I want to be the church that folks say, don't go over there playing, baby. They don't play with God at House of Deliverance. I want to be the, the church that folks say, if you need deliverance, baby, I got the right church. Go over there to HOD. But they played no games. If you want to get a prayer through, call them folks over there, them prayer warriors at HOD. Go down there to, to prayer at 9 o'clock on Sundays. I want to be that church. I know y'all don't want to be that church yet, but hold on, you will in just a second. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to be playing. Amen. I want folks that need deliverance to be able to come here and get deliverance because this is the house of what? Yeah. There should be prayer warriors here that can get prayers through. Amen. Amen. They should be able to come here and get demons cast out. Amen. God said it's time for us to confront demonic forces because people are coming to church bound and going back home bound up. Amen. People are coming to church addicted and going back home addicted. People are severely depressed and going back home after sitting in our precious little 60-minute services that where we shouted the majority of the time on the verge of committing suicide, but y'all didn't know because y'all was dancing after service. Folk are sitting in service screaming for help. It's written all over their face, but people, we have time restraints, so much so that we can't even call an altar call. So we got somewhere to be. We got brunch after service. Mm-hmm. And no discernment. And we don't even try to call an altar call. But today, I decree and declare, I decree and declare it, amen, in the spirit realm, that this church will not only be a house of deliverance. Come on, if you're in agreement, I need you to make some noise. But a house of breakthrough. Amen. Not only will this be a house of deliverance and a house of a breakthrough, but this is also going to be a house to overcome. Amen. We ain't just going to be no punk junk church that's like the other churches on every other corner. Amen. This church going to mean something. We're going to stand for something and we're going to have identification after today. Amen. I decree and declare a breakthrough in every service, every time those doors open. Mm Mm-hmm. It's time, amen, for us to go to another level. And I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about just some of us. Amen. Everything and everybody in here, including the kids, about to go to another level. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's time to go to the next level. Amen. I'm tired, amen. I'm tired of playing games, amen, with the devil. In and out, doing the same thing. Getting the same results. None. 
Amen. It's time for the church to get on one accord so that we can experience a level of deliverance that we hadn't seen before. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and tell God yes to that. To those declarations. Open up your mouth and tell God yes. Because it's time for us to move to the next level. And we're going with or without you. Amen. I just want you to know we're going with or without you. Amen. You'll have to sit in service and witness the move, but it's going to happen. Amen. If you weaken your flesh, put your flesh on the altar. Don't come in here and sit and weigh the service down and keep everybody else from being delivered. Get yourself on the altar. If you're experiencing a problem in your flesh, amen, it's time for us to say, God, we want you. We want you in our belly, amen. We're ready to go to another level in this house. God, we say yes to your will and yes to your way. That's why I kept saying it in prayer. Yes to your will and yes to your way. Come on, open up your mouth. It's time for a good old belly washing. Come on, open up your mouth. That's what we come for. See how hard it is for y'all to do that? Uh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes. But if somebody call you down and say, we on our way to Shreveport to go gamble. Girl, hold on. I say, put your hands together. Let's bless God right there. Hello. Hello. Wrong with us. Whew. Lord, have mercy. God said it's time for a good old belly washing. We're going to live it. It doesn't matter how many live it, but we're going to live it because it can be lived. You just heard it in the book. Amen. We're going to walk it in it because it can be walked in. Amen, we just read it. We're going to walk in deliverance because deliverance is real. We're going to walk according to God's word because it is real. The word of God has the power to set you free. We just read it and it is real. Amen. After today, we have no more excuses. Amen. If you're not, amen, if you're not in the place, amen, that you need to be, that's your own fault. Amen. If you're not delivered, Amen. It's because you don't have the word and the nature of God living on the inside of you. Amen. The, the book of Galatians 5 and 22 tells us about the fruit of the spirit. That spirit is the same spirit we've been talking about. We ain't going to go there. Amen. Just because of time. Amen. But it talks about the fruit of the spirit. What spirit? The one we were talking about in Romans 1. The one that we talked about in 2 Peter 3 and 4. Amen. It's the same spirit. That's why I come once you get saved and you receive the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Before you ever speak a tongue, the Holy Ghost enters into you once you are sold out for real and you have been delivered you don't have to speak in tongue yet amen that's just evidence that he lived there but how you know you got the holy ghost once you come off this altar amen because you don't do things you used to do you don't go where you used to go no more you don't say what you used to say people don't make you mad and you cuss them out no more you don't roll up and, sm and smoke up amen like you used to you don't do what you used to do no more that's how you know when you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the same spirit of God, which is the divine nature of God. God's nature is the spirit of holiness. And this is the fruit it produces. The Bible said in that passage, it said um, that, that uh, it, it gives you love and joy unspeakable. It, keep, it causes you not to be uh, crazy against people. I'm going to read it just so you'll know. It said the fruit of the spirit is the result of his presence on the inside of us. It's love. It's joy. It's inner peace, patience, 
And he's not talking about the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. I heard that. This is what go in you once you receive the Holy Ghost. It's a kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no such law. Lord, have mercy. Don't that make you wonder if you got it or not now? Lord Jesus. That's the kind of fruit we ought to be bearing. It says that the spirit of holiness, it, it, in that fruit, amen, it produces these things. Now, this is the problem. Because this is the work which, is, which his presence accomplishes within us. It's the responsibility of the Holy Ghost to produce something in us. Not for us to just jump and shout. Amen? But it produces and accomplishes fruit in you. That, well, that's what attracts other people to you. That's what causes other people to come in the church and not run away from the church because you're in it. Oh, Lord. Now, this is our last scripture, and I'm closing. Go with me to 1 John 3. You got to see this. Amplify. Put it up on your phone. And y'all might, might want to spread out because y'all might just start hitting each other because of this scripture. 1 John. Like my daddy say, I John. <laughs> I John 3. You have it say amen. We're going to start at the ninth verse. It says, y'all read it with me. No one born begotten of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. Oh, let me, let me, let me back, let me, let me back up. Again, no one born of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. For God's nature abides where? What does it abide? In him, his principle of life, the divine sperm, remains permanently within him. And he cannot practice sinning because he is born of God. Look up. No, y'all shocked. What you say? What you say? Oh, God, slap me around. Oh, Lord, I was typing y'all and crying like a fool. He said, nobody that professes to be born again deliberately, outright, knowingly, habitually, continuously practices sin. God Almighty. Ain't nobody does that. See, got my other part of my assignment. Other part of my, part two of my assignment today is to erase the gray areas in the body of Christ. Because there's too many folk calling themselves saved that ain't saved. We just read it. You will not habitually or deliberately practice sin and be able to say that you are saved. You are lying. Pull the scripture up. I want you to pull it up with me. You know, folks think first lady off her rocker. Made that up. I ain't never read that. I didn't either. <laughs> now, 
I should never tell another lie. God Almighty. Folk will do stuff and don't feel a thing. Folk will backstab and hurt you and not feel a thing. No conviction equals no change. Pastor said that we. I know y'all don't remember. Last week. He said it last week. He said no conviction equals no change. Folk will hurt you, talk about you, stab you in your back and come and hug you and love on you like they ain't did a thing. No conviction. The church ain't got no conviction. You know why? Because the folks in it ain't saved. That's what I did out there in them streets. Well, I know y'all tired of this. I say my assignment is to erase the gray areas. Body of Christ so folks can stop making excuses. Oh, we just human. We're human. God knows. He knows our heart. I said it's time to stop, stop making excuses and erase those gray areas because ain't no gray. You either black or white. Huh? Even the mixed folks got their own color. They yellow like mother. Huh? Ain't no gray. You see somebody walking around gray, you're going to run from them. That's a dead man walking. Lord, have mercy. I'm trying to help us today, y'all. Oh. Mm. Folks come in to church telling lies like we don't know no better. Oh, God. I know. This is about building lives. We have to be held accountable. It's not all right that you live any kind of way and then say you saved. The devil is a liar. But the problem is we have not created an atmosphere in the sanctuary that will cause the sinner man to feel convicted when he come in. You know, folks handcuff you and say you ought to preach a certain thing so then you don't make folks feel bad when they come to church. But that's the point. When Paul and when Peter them stood out there and preached, they preached repentance. I don't care how you preach repentance, it'll never feel good. When you tell people to come out of their mess, you'll never see nobody smiling. And he preached it and 3,000 souls were saved. What's wrong with the church? It ought to be an atmosphere created in the sanctuary that will cause the sinner man to feel convicted when he walked through the door. We have not created an atmosphere where the sinner cannot come in the service and not desire to know Jesus. That's what got to happen in here. We cannot allow people to walk in the darkness, sit in what we call light, but leave out back to the darkness. You know why that's happening? Because we're so busy trying to be, get people rich, trying to get, make people feel good, trying to keep you encouraged. Jesus. Let me finish the word. We're going to go back to the scripture. Scripture say, God's nature, we don't practice sin, but God's nature abides in him. His principle of life, the divine sperm. Stop. Press the brakes. The divine sperm. Let's just work with that for a minute. Listen, the Bible tells us that when, when the word of God is planted and it takes root, it brings forth fruit. We all know that once sperm are released, several fight to penetrate that one egg. Am I right about it? 
But there's only one divine sperm that hit that egg and remains there to create and produce a what? Life, a baby, at the end of that nine months. But there were many that was released, but only one that can penetrate it. Lord, listen. God say, if God's sperm has been imparted in you, that is the one divine sperm that should have hit the egg in our belly. It doesn't come out. It stays, because it said in the scripture, it remained, did it? It say, the divine sperm that remained. I ain't making this up. Y'all look at the scripture. It say, it remains permanently within him. It don't come out. It produces growth. His DNA lives inside of us. Therefore, I do not do what I used to do no more. If God's sperm has been planted, the word is planted. So why are you not producing? It ain't planted yet. I'm going to ask the questions and get the answers. How about that? Why has it been five years and you still lying? Why has it been seven years and you still cussing folk out at Walmart? Why has it been four years and you still slacking? Missing church. But you love God. I'm not making this up. It's in the Bible. You're reading it with me on purpose. The scripture said his principle of life, not your principle, not your friend's principle, his principle of life, not your friends that habitually sin, then tell you, oh, girl, it's okay. God know your heart. It's time after listening to Messy Marvin. Stop listening to Messy Marvin. Let them go to hell by themselves. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. Stop letting people co-sign your mess and stop co-signing theirs. The Bible says it's the divine sperm that remains permanently in you and it cannot practice, he cannot practice sin because he has been born of God. You cannot, if you wanted to, Sister Tiff, you cannot do it. That's what this modern day church is missing. We don't have the I can't. We have the I wanted to, so I did. The word said when the divine sperm remains, you can't sin. So I decree and declare that the power of God hit our bellies today and put a I can't on the inside of us. I can't cuss. I don't care how bad I want to. I can't get mad. I don't care how bad I want to. I'm not going to pick up that blood because I can't. God won't allow me to because the sperm is on the inside. I can't go to happy hour and drink gin. Whatever. I don't, that's what I used to drink. I don't know what y'all drinking now. Mimosas. I can't. Not that I don't want to. I can't. Come on. I'm being real. We saved, we ain't forgot. You know what it feels like to drink. Stag around the club. I remember. Sister Kenza, I told her, I say, I was preaching about church, and all of a sudden, I mean, I was dreaming that I was preaching at this church, big old church, and all, this, all kind of stuff was going on around us. And I was, they called me up to preach, and all of a sudden I heard, go shouting. 
Why was walking to the pulpit? Now the devil is a lie. Oh, all kinds of stuff was happening in that dream. That's how the devil do you. Play with your mind. Because he want to play with your salvation. <laughs> Somebody say he ain't going to play with mine though. Because I can't. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I pray that the power of God hit our belly today, amen, and put a can't on the inside, amen, that will make you say, I can't do that no more, amen, I can't talk like that no more, I can't act like that no more, I can't sit in your company no more, because you ain't talking about the right stuff, I can't do that, I can't smoke that, can't drink that, can't hang out over there, can't drink that, can't laugh at that, I can't do that no more, because I can't. Because something has been planted on the inside of me and God lives down on the inside and I'm about to produce. Somebody say, I'm about to produce. Lord, that's only if you want to produce. Come on, stand to your feet. This ain't no circus. <laughs> I think it's time for the body of Christ to realize this ain't no circus, y'all. And it's time to cut out the council. So that those that want to live holy can move to the next level. It's time to find the real church. And stop spinning our wheels and sinning on purpose because we serve a forgiving God. Everybody always say, well, will he forgive us seven times? Seven? That, that don't matter. Because what if it's that day that you sin and you don't get an opportunity to make it back? No man knows the day nor the hour. Our brother Paul, he said it like this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. It's the sin. It's, it is the sin that's, that separates us from God. It damages us. And for the unredeemed, it's damning to the unredeemed. Y'all hear that? You are damned. The unredeemed. The folks ain't saved and just sin on purpose. You already damned to hell. But for people that love God, you're not supposed to do that. Because it's damaging. Pastor say it all the time. Don't be a repetitive repenter. I want to ask you a question today. When are you going to surrender? So you can stop being a repetitive sinner. Repetitive repenter. When are you going to surrender? That's what changes you. Your yes is what changes what happens around you. Your yes will pick your friends. Your yes will tell you what to say when you get angry. That yes, it's going to cost you something. But it's going to work for your good. That yes going to open doors you ain't never seen open before. That yes going to ride you into glory. When are you going to surrender? That's the only way you can stop playing with God and come out of your mess. We have to surrender our will for God's will. There is a praise in our belly, and I believe this with all of my heart, that hasn't been released yet. And I'm talking to the folk that really want to live safe. I told y'all, I'm going to the next level with or without you. You're going to have to see me shout it out by myself. But I can't be stagnant no more. Y'all going to kill me. I can't afford to be spiritually dead. You won't have a first lady no more. Know where she gonna be at? At the dope house. I can't afford that. I can't die trying to wait 
so I can pull people with me. I need you to get my hand and let's go to the next level. Don't you want to go? Are you ready to go to the next level yet? What's stopping you? You don't have to wait till tomorrow? What if you don't wake up tomorrow? What if your house burned down while y'all sleep? What if you leave from here and get into a car wreck? I believe this, that there is a praise in our belly that has not been released yet. But it happens when you become one with God. God is looking for the real church. He's not looking for the play church. God said he's looking for the real church. Listen, you haven't found the real church until folks can shout when you call out they miss. That's why I know, I say if you can't say amen, just say ouch. You ain't found the real church until I hit your row and you say, that's me, Lord. Fix me, God. Make me, shape me, mold me. When I was studying my message, y'all, I cried. I said, Lord, if it's anything in me, God, take it out. I don't want it. I really don't want it. I really don't want it. I want to go to heaven. I said, I don't mind you exposing my stuff. I don't mind you telling me that I need to get my house in order. Give me the strength to say, that's me, Lord. I need to get my house in order. That's me, Lord. I need to say yes to your will again. And yes to your way. That's me, Lord. I've been meaner than a junkyard dog. And you said that if your spirit resided in me, that I should show love. That's me. I'm harboring unforgiveness. That's me, I'm broken. That's me, I was hurt when I was a child and I can't seem to get over it. That's me, Lord, I'm worried about how people feel about me. That's me, I'm hurt and I'm lonely, I don't have no friends. That's me, Lord. Tired of fighting depression. Tired of not sleeping. That's me, Lord. Tired of being tormented in my sleep. That's me, Lord. Tired of sinning against you. That's me. Come on, be real about it. So God can deliver you. God said you have not found a real church until it don't bother you when your mess is exposed. I want God to dig me out. I told him, dig me out, Lord. <laughs> dig me out, Lord. <laughs> Everything in me not like you. Take a shovel and dig it out. Dig it out. <laughs> dig it out, Lord. Go after every hidden place in me, God. Go after every hidden sin and 
and baptize me, Lord, with hyssop. Find the ugly in me, God. There is some ugly stuff in us, y'all. Come on, tell him, find the ugly in me. Find that ugly stuff in me. Find it, Lord, and dig it out. Find it and dig it out, Lord. Locate everything in me, God, that is wrong. Show me me. God told me he's about to confront and expose some things that are in us that we don't recognize. After today, you'll know for a fact where you stand and whose side you're really on. I'm going to tell you why that is. In that same chapter of 1 John 3 and 9, the 10th verse says, By this, because he lives in us, it says, by this, the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. That's why God said it's time for us to have an identification. We shouldn't be talking save with our mouth, saying it, but living something else. It says the children of the devil are clearly identified. Anyone who does not practice righteousness, who does not seek God will in thought, action, and purpose, is not of God. Nor is the one who does not love his brother. You are not of God if you don't love one another. That's why we can't go to the next level. We bickering and complaining amongst each other. And even though it, don't ha it ain't happening now, it's awkward. The atmosphere, it causes the atmosphere to be awkward. You heard it, you read it. It say anyone who does not unselfishly love his believing brother. People that sit in church with you. are not God's. It's time for us to stop playing with God. And come out our mess. I hope that you were blessed by the word. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands towards heaven. Come on, don't leave here the way you came. Come on, but tell God, dig it out. Come on, dig it out. That's right, Genesis. Lift your hands, because God said everything in the building. Uh, Kyrie, lift your hands. Put that phone down. Put your hands up. Stand up. Put your hands up. Stand up, Messiah. Stand up, Genesis. Put your hands up. Put your hands up in the air. Put them up high. Both of them. Now close your eyes. Tell God anything in me that's not like you.
dig it out. Come on, tell them, dig it out. Dig it out, Lord. Dig it out. I don't want it because you said that I'm not a child of yours. If that stuff still lives inside of me, dig it out. God, hallelujah. Do it for me. Glory, God. I pray for every person before we close our lives that joined us today uh, via social media, right where you are. You have the same opportunity to ask God to dig out everything that's not like him, that's inside of you. Dig it out, God. Make me all over again, God. Put me back on the potter's wheel. Shape me, make me, and mold me, God, that I may be the woman of God you created me to be. In the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost, and the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. I pray for every household that is represented on our live broadcast today. Lord, you know what every person standing in need of. God, we send deliverance to every household watching. We send deliverance, God, the power and authority of the Holy Ghost to every household, God, that will come back and watch this live broadcast. In the name of Jesus the power and authority of the Holy Ghost and the precious blood of the Lamb. We thank you so much for joining us. Amen. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. soaking time. God said we need a good old belly washing. Come on. Don't give up on yourself. That's what you're doing. Don't give up on your own soul salvation. The Bible said work out your own soul salvation with fear and with trembling. Don't give up on yourself. Come on. Come on. If you backslid, you're in a backslid and say, stay, lift your hands toward heaven. Don't be embarrassed. Say, Lord, Greetings, family. I'm Fanita R. Mayberry, co-founder of Mafia Outreach. We are a nonprofit organization. Many of you know who we are, and we cater to the needs of our community. We offer food, clothing, diapers, and wipes. Since we are fairly new, we aren't eligible for grants that are provided um, in our community to assist with rental assistance and utility assistance. But there are several families that are dealing with hard times that the pandemic brought about. And with your contribution, we will be able to do our part. We're not asking for much, but we would like to see if you would like to partner with us to provide for the many families that are in need. If you please find it in your heart to donate to our cause, we would greatly appreciate it and I'm sure each family would too.
If you would like to donate, visit our website at www.wearemafia.com. That is wearemafia, M-O-F-I-A.com. Our cash app as well is dollar sign mafia outreach. Thanks so much in advance. God bless you and have a great day. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We thank you so much for joining us today. But we want to give you the opportunity to get sowed a seed. If you would, uh, like partnering with us for the endeavors that we have planned for the Life of our Church. We have a building fund for a project that we're uh, attempting to complete. We have an outreach program that we're needing funds for. So yes, you can partner with us and be a part of the great things that the Lord has in store for not only this community, but for our area. We thank you in advance for partnering with us. The information is right here on the screen. God bless you. And thank you. We look forward to seeing you back with us again. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us for the Preacher's Corner with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. For more information, you can log on to our website at thepreacherscorner.net, Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG The.Preacher's Corner. This is an in-house production. We'll see you next time.